When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Luke's English Podcast is for people who are interested in learning British English, and it's made possible thanks to donations from my listeners and support from my sponsors, my main sponsor being italki italki is an online platform that could be vital for anyone who's learning a language because this is where you can find native speakers and qualified teachers to help you practice and learn that target language for most of my listeners that means english but plenty of other languages are available too with italki you can sign up check out loads of the teachers that they have listed there Perhaps have trial lessons with some of them to see if you like their style. And then you can buy some talking time or lesson time and get some regular English practice into your life. It's all done on Skype. So you talk directly with your teacher online straight from the comfort of your own home. So it's incredibly convenient. italki are offering all of my listeners a free lesson. Don't forget. To get that offer, you need to go to teacherluke.co.uk slash talk or click an italki logo on my website. Right, now just before we begin, I'd like to thank those of you who have voted for Luke's English Podcast in the British Podcast Awards, the Listener's Choice category this year. The voting ends on Thursday, May the 17th. I'm really keeping my fingers crossed for a good result. Last year, I got the bronze medal, and I'm hoping strongly that I've somehow managed to successfully encourage more of you to vote this year. If you haven't voted, then there is still a bit of time left. Even if you're a ninja who hides in the shadows and just listens and never actually does anything else, well, I need every single one of you out there to vote for the podcast if I'm going to stand a chance of beating the big players like the BBC, who have millions of people listening to their podcasts in the UK. By comparison, I'm a small fish, but I have a loyal audience And I think this is the only way that I could win this. So I'm asking you to show me a little bit of loyalty and support here. It should only take you a moment. Take out your phone, like now, or your computer, and go to britishpodcastawards.com slash vote. britishpodcastawards.com slash vote. Or click the logo on my website or uh, the link in the podcast notes there. Uh, search for Luke's English Podcast and then vote. And this is probably the last time I'll be reminding you. I'm going to stop talking about this after, after this reminder. This is the final push. So it's now or never. Okay, so I hope that you can be bothered to do this small favour for me. It's just a few clicks, but it could make all the difference. So without any further ado, let's get this episode started properly. And here is the jingle. You're listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Hello, folks. Welcome to a new episode of Luke's English Podcast. This one is a rambling conversation that I recorded recently with friend of the podcast and one of the original pod pals, Paul Taylor, on the rooftop of my flat uh, on a nice sunny day. Uh, 
Uh, I filmed this one too, and the video version of this episode, this is a video of the entire conversation, that's available on the website, on the page for this episode, and also in the Luke's English Podcast app. So if you'd like to watch us in conversation, as well as listen to us uh, on a nice sunny day, check the videos category in the app or check the page for this episode on the website. So this conversation covers a few things, including, first of all, what Paul has been up to recently, his new vlog, um, which you can find on YouTube. Just search YouTube for Paul Taylor, and you can see his vlog uh, episodes. His recent holidays in Japan and Barcelona. And then we go on to focus on travel and tourism as a topic, including the good and bad points about being a tourist and a few of our recommendations if you're thinking of travelling to Paris or London as a tourist. So what do you think about being a tourist? When you visit a new place, do you always see the typical tourist spots? Uh, What are the good and bad points about being uh, a tourist and visiting another country and wanting to have a special experience there? How can you make sure that you have a good tourist experience when you visit a new place? So have a think about those things and then listen carefully to hear what Paul and I have to say on the topic. Um, That's it for this introduction. I'll now let you listen to our conversation in full, starting now. The sun is shining, the sky is blue. I'm sitting next to Paul Taylor. Hello! It's 21 degrees. Is it 21 degrees? Yeah, I I did an Instagram story and it allows you to put the current temperature. And so it's it's 21. It feels like 67 because we're English. Yes. Well, I'm English and I'm melting right now. I I think I'm dying. I actually... Genuinely, when the like, I during the winter I spend all the time just going. Oh, I wish the sun would come out, and then the sun comes does come out, and I'm like, ah, yeah. I can't, I can't handle the sunlight. I'm, I think I'm dying. I just, I'm not designed to to live in any kind Outdoor. of weather. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There's only like three days of the year where the temperature is bearable in either direction yeah, for me. Yeah, yeah, same, same. Totally the same. Welcome back onto the podcast, Yeah, Paul. thanks. It's been a long time. I, you probably know better than I do when the last episode was that I was on. I think the last time you were on the podcast was when we were talking about philosophy. No, actually, um, that we recorded before Christmas and I published it a couple of months later. Okay. Was that just me and you? Was that with Amber that as well? Was with Amber as well. Okay. But I think that was the well, we're time. We about philosophy. Yeah, you don't remember that? No. We did a philosophy quiz and it was annoying because. Uh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I remember. Yeah, yeah. I remember getting annoyed. Yeah, it was like uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, I remember that. Well, that was the last. That the last time. time. Okay. Well, hello everyone. Um, it's good to. to I was going to say it's good to see you all again. I, <laughs> you can't. But see I can't them. see anyone. But it, yeah, you can't. I don't know. I feel like I see them. I, I've got people from from your from your podcast on my vlog who mm-hmm. uh, wanted us to do a vlog together, which is why I did a vlog today with you. Yes, um, and uh, yeah, some some lepsters who are who are becoming. I don't have Paul, a name. Paul Taylor, Paul Taylor's vlog. I can't. I can't. Team Taylor's. Team Taylor. Initially, I was going to be like, oh, Team Taylor. Then I realised that Taylor Swift has. Team Taylor has coined that, so I was like, "No, I'll be all right, thanks." Okay, but she—I mean, she's her first name is Taylor. It's not a first name; it's a last name. It's not, is it? It drives me nuts. Swift. I mean, Swift. Okay, fair enough. That's, yeah, Swift. Yeah, it's not bad. But Taylor Swift. Taylor. Yeah. It's, it's just it, Americans use Taylor as a first name quite yeah. a lot. 
such a typical it, it American name, me. isn't it? Yeah. Um, so anyway, yeah, I need to find a, a thing for, for. So you've got Lepsters. Uh, what? Because everyone, like everyone on YouTube's got a thing. It's like, oh, the Jake Paulers. Uh, this guy called Jake yeah. Pauly does stuff like the Low Gang. The everyone's got a, f- a fucking name for their community, uh, and I think I need to to find one. Uh, I don't know what I'll, suggest me write comments in mm-hmm. um, go to my vlog uh, if you go to YouTube and you go to Paul Taylor uh, I have a vlog that I do every day at 7am French time um, where I basically talk about my life as a comedian and just my life in general and um, write some comments uh, say hey I'm from uh, I'm a Lepster here's a suggestion for you Paul for, for what you should call your community I'd love some comments yeah send your comments t- into the comments section of Paul Taylor's vlog on YouTube. What's a vlog? Uh, a v- Some, someone is now going, what is vlog? Uh, what is vlog? Uh, a vlog. Okay, so it's a mixture of, of a couple of things. Um, it's a mixture of the word blog, uh, which uh, I can't remember the origin of the word blog. Weblog. I pointed there, but that was just to get your attention. I wasn't pointing at an object. Okay, I thought there. you were pointing at a dictionary of something. No, I was just pointing my finger in the air in order to emphasize okay. the, the, yeah. what I was saying. Okay, a web a weblog, meaning a, a log like a diary. Okay, on the web. Yeah, okay, on the web. Exactly. So a blog, yeah, a blog is a written, uh, a written thing, uh, a written diary that you would do. So everyone, the term blogger is a, is a big thing. Uh, vlog is the same thing, but video. So you do a video diary. It's basically a video diary of what I'm doing. Um, and the idea of, of doing the vlog I started in February was, uh, people were saying to me, Paul, you're a comedian. How do you earn a living? You're only working three days a week. And each day you're working one hour because your show is one hour. So I wanted to show the behind the scenes of, um, of what I do full time now. Uh, because those of you who are, who are, who are long-time Lepsters uh, will remember me at the very beginning. I was starting to do comedy. Uh, I was still working at Apple. I ended up quitting that. And now uh, I wanted to show the behind-the-scenes of what a, a comedian's life in Paris is. Uh, so that's my vlog that I do every day, 7 a.m. Uh, so subscribe go go into my YouTube channel subscribe and also uh, to, so by the time you've listened to this because uh, I imagine this isn't going out today or tomorrow uh, so by the time you've listened to this there will be probably a few different vlogs if you go to the vlog where you see uh, the episode with Luke Thompson leave your comments on there uh, because then you'll be like Ninja Lepsters on Luke's uh, vlog day uh, the, if you're looking for the date it will be out on Friday the 12th of uh, may so if you go through my youtube channel find the 12th of may i don't know what the title of the vlog is going to be yet i don't know which number it is uh, it's vlog number 12 because it's the 12th of may so i started the vlog again on the 1st of may so it will be so for the month of may it makes sense so it's vlog number 12 so if you go to paul taylor vlog 12 uh, you'll see luke on there where we talk about learning languages and leave the comments on there uh, so then you can be like little ninjas and then also i'll get a bunch of uh, <laughs> youtube uh, uh, notifications. notifications for a video that's like five days old or however long it'll take. That was yeah. a long explanation, but yeah, good. I'd, I'd like you know create as many annoying, distracting notifications on Paul's phone as possible <laughs> by leaving all your LEP Lepster related comments in the comment section of Paul's vlog number twelve, which you will find on on YouTube. YouTube. Okay, where's Amber? Uh, Amber is not here. Uh, unfortunately, she uh, 
It's a, it's a bank holiday or a public holiday in France. Well, yesterday was. Sorry, yesterday Which was. Which kind of makes today a public holiday too, doesn't yeah, it? Yeah, the whole week's a public holiday. We had two public holidays in one week. One was a Tuesday, one was a Thursday, which means people ended up taking the Monday off. Um, but then since Thursday, they would take the Friday off. So basically, Wednesday was the only working day, and then everyone took that off anyway. So basically, no one's working <laughs> this week. Um, they've taken... People, here's the thing. In France, this week, they've been able to take three days of holiday mm. and have basically eight days of holiday because they would have gone on holiday from Friday night uh, last week until Sunday night of that's almost 10 days of holiday uh, by just taking three days off which is amazing so Amber's um, husband is 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 uh, he's doing the bridge Le Pont he's, he's taking what if he's on holiday where is he oh, wait a minute she's if, looking after Hugo. no 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 the, the point is that she's chosen to spend her day oh, with, with her husband, husband and her son. Okay, uh, sorry. Rather than with us. Okay, that you know, which like, is totally. I can understand if, if a bad idea. If the family, if her family hadn't <laughs> taken uh, today off, then uh, the Hugo would be in daycare. Uh, uh, Amber's husband would be at work, and Amber would then be free yeah. to, to to waste her time with us. Not that it's not that it's a waste of time, of course. But no, she. It's a family day. It's a family, it's a family day. day. Family day for her. Ninja August strikes again. Ninja August. A pow. Yeah, no one expected it. In fact, Amber agreed. Yeah, fine. No, Friday. Yeah, brilliant. Uh, Lepster Day, and then she realised, no, it's May. Public holidays strike again. My husband is taking the day off. Yeah. So it's a family day. So there you go. That's where Amber is. Um, I was gonna. I was gonna give you a certain time limit. Um, yeah. In which to tell us what you've been doing. You told us about the the, the vlog there. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna give you. Let's see. How long do you think is a reasonable amount of time to just fill us uh, in? Two minutes. Two minutes, you reckon? I think, yeah. Right, so you're going to talk for two minutes about what you've been doing without stopping. Okay. I don't want any... Uh, you're not even allowed to breathe, you know, that much. Like, just talk and talk and talk and talk for two minutes with no spaces. Yeah, that's a long time. Okay, without pausing or, re- or <laughs> repeating yourself. Okay, oh, without repeating myself. No I always repeat myself. I know you, yeah, I know you do. My vlogs, when I edit my vlogs, it's a nightmare because I, I end up cutting everything out. But, but you repeat yourself not in the same way that I repeat myself because I will talk for a minute and then I'll say the same thing again for another minute. I'll but say it in a slightly different you, way. You, say, you will say words or maybe half sentences twice. Right. And there was one so, vlog. Say, for example, you'll say, <laughs> so we're on the terrace, so we're on the terrace and, you know, like that. You don't. You don't no, know I don't, I don't understand about. what you're talking about there. So, for example, if let's say you, yesterday you went to the post office and you're telling us a story about yep. how you, so you'd be like, yesterday I went to the post office. Oh, I can't give. It and then a couple of words later, I'd be like, so I was at the post office. No, it's like no? so I went to the post office. I went to the post office. Like you actually oh, say I the thing I mean, twice, yeah. like literally. Maybe twice. that's part of. Maybe that's just become like a a natural thing because I speak to a lot of non English speakers. Can I hold on a second? Can yeah. I just pause you right there? I think there's a technical issue with that microphone. So. How do you know? Because it's because I can. I'm monitoring this. Oh, you can hear something. Okay, yeah, yeah. there's something going on there. Okay, emergency change of microphone, people. Emergency, now, emergency while measures. Wait, oh, you can hear me. It doesn't matter. <laughs> what was he, he was going to say? Something. While Luke's uh, checking another. Uh, sorry, you've got the microphone within two seconds. All right, what's he talking about? So I there unplug. Unplug. Detach. Reattach. Any time today yeah. would be good. This is all part of your two minutes. It's not really. It does have a. It doesn't. It does. There you go. Fair enough. 
I'm back. Can you hear me properly? Paul is back with a slightly louder microphone. Oh, hello. Hello, hello. Hi, hi, hi. Okay, so are you ready to uh, try and do this? No pausing without repeating yourself, if possible. You've okay. got two minutes to just tell us what you've been doing. All, All right. right. You ready? Three, two, one. Activate. So here's what I've been up to recently. Uh, I was doing my stand-up show, uh, Hashtag Franglais, uh, at the beginning of the year, January to March, three nights a week. Uh, and then also it became uh, four, four shows a week because I, I was doing two... Uh, shows on a Saturday. So that was uh, amazing. That was kind of the end of the show, The Run in Paris, uh, which we ended up filming uh, on the 31st of March. It was my last day at the theatre called La Nouvelle Eve. 280 people, very cool spa, uh, uh, space. And so we filmed it and now we're in the process of editing uh, that video, a short version of the video to give to TV companies who might want to buy the show. We're going to speak to Netflix and see if they're interested. I'm actually more interested in maybe just putting it on YouTube, even though we've spent €30,000 making the video. Uh, I'd like to maybe just put it on YouTube. So that's uh, in terms of the stand-up show. Uh, what I was doing in the, in this, at the same time I was doing my stand-up show I started doing the vlog uh, so vlogging as I said uh, every day uh, showing the behind the scenes of what my life is like as a comedian so that's been a lot of fun because I like editing I like making the vlog it's also a new challenge for me uh, I'm a bit too obsessed with all the numbers on YouTube so subscribe if you haven't already uh, I also spent some time off with my wife we went to Japan for two weeks uh, on a holiday which she organised everything and we ran around like crazy people for two weeks to all the different places, saw a lot of Japan, it was incredible, the people were lovely people, uh, it made me realise how annoying French people are in Paris and how disrespectful they are compared to the respectfulness uh, that Japanese people have. Respectfulness seconds. isn't a word, but I've just made it up. 30 um, seconds. So that's what I did there and I also spent some time in Barcelona. I spent five days in Barcelona with a friend of mine, uh, a couple who are American couple who we went to their wedding in Austin, Texas. They were coming through Spain and now I'm in this weird spot uh, professionally where I finished my stand-up show I'm still touring it uh, but I'm testing new material for a second show but I, I don't know where I am so I'm in a very confused spot right now but it's fun to be back on your podcast after such a long time boom two minutes alright that was brilliant you passed <laughs> you passed the, uh, the two minute test good work congratulations right because okay. initially it was going to be five minutes that would have been way too long yes it would it have been good. yeah that was good that was good well done um, so that's you've, you're caught up on on my life should I should I listeners should I ask him some more questions okay I will yes ask him some more questions all right so Japan then yes um, uh, so you, you loved it yep yeah okay good where did you go exactly uh, so uh, initially. We were going to start in Tokyo because we, we flew in and out of Tokyo. So Paris to Tokyo, Tokyo to Paris. Yes. Uh, however, we thought, oh, well, the, the cherry blossom season mm. uh, at the start was going to be good. And Kyoto is apparently where you go to see all the cherry blossoms. So what we did was mm. the idea was we were going to fly directly to, to Tokyo, then take the train straight to Kyoto yeah. so that we caught the end of the cherry blossom season. Problem is the cherry blossom season uh, started early this year. So we missed it all. No, really? Uh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> there was a, we, we got really like a couple of trees basically and, we, and everyone was gathered around the same tree because it was the only tree <laughs> left yeah. uh, that had cherry blossomed um, and so the pr but then the issue was our flight got our initial flight got cancelled to Tokyo so we had to fly out the next day and we actually flew to Osaka and then uh, ended up in Tokyo uh, Kyoto sorry okay. so we started off in Kyoto and then we did a couple of day trips from Kyoto to a place called Nara where they have a big Buddha as I'm looking at the Buddha uh, that's in your garden I've got, uh, your a little, I've got like a little pottery <laughs> <laughs> Buddha statue thing in the in the corner of the in the corner yeah, yeah. Uh, so we did that um, then what else did we do we went to uh, we went what was the other day trip uh, I can't remember we went oh we went to uh, uh, we went to Hiroshima yeah 
Uh, then went to an island near Hiroshima called Miyajima. Then uh, we stopped off at a castle in between Himeji, I think it was called. Okay. Himeji Castle. Then we went back to Kyoto. Then we went to a place called Ko- Koyasan, which is up in the mountains where yeah. you sleep with the, uh, the, the monks. Oh, you went to Koyasan? Yeah. Oh, it's, it's good, isn't it? Oh, it's incredible. It's my, that was my favourite thing of the whole trip. Yeah, why? Because um, <coughs> I felt like I was in Japan. Yeah, well, you were in Japan. Yeah, but the rest of the time I felt like I was... It didn't really feel... There were so many French people everywhere yeah. all the time. It didn't... It, I don't know, I just... I, I felt like a, I, just, I didn't really enjoy the experience of being a tourist. Uh-huh. I enjoyed Japan. I thought it was great. But Koyasan was, was amazing just because it was like... The, we were just in the middle of nowhere in what for me felt like japan we were like we stayed in a in a in a temple yeah. which where you know where you sleep on the futon on the floor mm. and they prepare you breakfast at six in the morning yeah. uh, and you do the, the it was like a, a ceremony in the morning that was uh, like a monk uh, a buddhist ceremony did you go down and, and wake up with the, the monks then in their, yeah. their ceremony yeah, yeah it was really cool uh, yeah. it was uh, a lot of fun uh, that was an amazing place and um, in Koyasan, there's this incredible graveyard. Yes. Did you, did you walk yeah, through we the walked graveyard? Through the, we walked through the graveyard at night, which is where Whoa. I smashed my camera lens. Yeah. <coughs> wow, I've got some pollen. Yeah, uh, there's, yeah. there's loads of pollen. Everyone's got hay fever. There's lots of pollen and sort of pollution in the air in Paris. It's a clear day in Paris, but everyone's coughing and <coughs> sniffing. Yeah. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, the graveyard was incredible. So we went, we went to it at night. We didn't go during the... I can't. Can't talk. Do let me get some water? water. Yeah, let me go get gra- some water. We can hit pause. I'll ca- or I'll just carry All on. All right, you carry on. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to go get some water, people. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm dying. I'd rather get some water uh, and then uh, you don't hear me coughing the whole time. Okay. So while uh, Paul is uh, going off to get some water, I can continue the commentary here. Uh, the podcast is it's going pretty well so far, I think. Um, I'm actually videoing this one. Um, whether I've no idea where, how the video will turn out. So me saying that I'm videoing it, uh, may not be a good idea in the end because you might be going, where's the video? And then I decided on, on closer inspection that the video didn't work. But anyway, I am videoing it. So hopefully, if the video turns out all right, um, uh, you'll be able to watch a video. And I'm thinking, where am I going to put the video? Um, well, it, we'll see. It, it'll probably go on the website and in the app first. And then later on, I might put it up on YouTube for, all, for everyone else. But I'd like to sort of reward the website and app uh, Lepsters by putting the video up there first. So anyway, the, the episode's going all right so far, isn't it? You're, you're listening to Paul talking about his recent experiences, including his trip to Japan. And um, when he gets back, I think what I'm, I'm going... Back. He's back. Okay. And I brought you some water. Oh, drinks. brilliant. Hey, dropping water everywhere. That's all right. Mm. Ah, lovely. Nice, nice. Uh, is the camera level or is it wobbly? I think it's all right. It's, yeah. Hello, the camera. It's all right. <coughs> okay. Uh, yeah, so Koyasan. That was so great. Koyasan, where you hung out with the, with the Buddhist monks and uh, went got up gra- early in the morning and went through this graveyard at night. At night. So what about the graveyard then? What, what's, what's it like? Uh, at night time, it's very cool. It's very creepy. Um, it wasn't there. It was raining. It was really, like, like we got some really cool photos. Mm-hmm. Before I smashed my camera lens, um, and uh, yeah, it's just a really cool, like, just I don't know, it's just a, like there's moss everywhere. Uh, yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty creepy at night. We didn't go, we went quickly during the day. But we didn't go through the whole thing, yeah. but at night we went up to the place where some important monk is buried, or yes, yes. in eternal. I think it's. I think it may be the guy who brought Buddhism to Japan. I think that's what it, who it is. Yeah, I've forgotten his name. I've forgotten his name. Dai 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 Tu. Dai. He did, he, <sighs> d- he probably did die. Yeah. 
I don't know. It was yeah, it was good. And then after Koyasan, we uh, we went back to Kyoto and then went to uh, Tokyo. We spent we just stayed one night in Tokyo and then we went uh, to the Five Lakes area around Mount Fuji. Yes, uh, Mount Fuji is pretty <laughs> impressive, isn't it? It is. However, um, the guidebooks are all full of shit uh, about the, the like Lonely Planet and the the French ones that yeah. we read because yeah. basically they don't mention where the best view is. Yes. Uh, of where the best view of Mount Fuji, which is where you want to take the photo. Basically, you go to Mount Fuji. If you're not going up it, because you're not there in the summer, you just want to take the photo, the photo of Mount Fuji. And the photo, the best one is um, in a place, uh, it's near Lake Kawaguchiko, okay. uh, where you take a tram and you get a pagoda in the, in the foreground and Mount Fuji in the background, uh, which doesn't, no one mentions it in any of the tour guides. But then the rest, of, it, here's what I felt like. We spent like two days there, I think, two and a half days yes. around that area. And honestly, I think we could we could have spent an afternoon there, got the photo that we wanted to get. Uh, it was impressive. It was great. Uh, and the rest of the lakes were cool, but it was just a pain to get the buses. The, the, it was just like two-hour yes. buses. We missed the bus. It was just a nightmare, basically. We had a like a really bad experience around that area um, just because... It's tourist land, isn't it, it's really? It's full of tourists. And you're just stuck in like this tourist sort of... Um, it's 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 like a a, a massive queue in yeah. a sense mm-hmm. of just this convoy of tourists yep. constantly moving through the area. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you mentioned on your vlog that um, you were kind of a bit fed up with the tourist experience. Yeah, I just I I, I the, and so I started a thing on the vlog which I'll probably do in Paris at some stage as well. Where I was in Barcelona uh, and I had the idea of doing this in 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 Japan, but I didn't really want to film anything. I wanted to take actual time off. Uh, and so the my concept is flip cam, where you go to a tourist destination. Hashtag flip cam. Hashtag flip cam, uh, <laughs> where you go to a tourist destination, where you Google the image, and the image is perfect. There's no people in the image. It's a perfect shot. And then you go to the place. Uh, the, 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 here's here's where I here's where I had the idea. It was um, uh, I had the idea a couple of times, but re- I went to go see the big Buddha. There's this massive Buddha in Japan in a place called Nara, where there's lots of deer in the park and stuff. And you just type in Nara whatever into YouTube, into Google, and in the images you see this like uh, picture of this Buddha. You go, wow, that's impressive. You go there, it's literally a queue of tourists trying to take the same photo, the perfect photo without any tourists in it. And what I wanted to do was was flip the camera and show the picture of all the tourists with their fucking iPads uh, trying to take the perfect photo because... I just find it a very strange like concept that we have in our minds where we want to take this photo, but we're seeing something that we never actually saw because our eyes are much wider angle than a camera lens. So when you're looking at through a camera lens, you can get the perfect shot if you crop it correctly. But in reality, when you're stood there without any cameras, it's impossible to not see the millions of people that are taking the photo. So it's kind of a, a weird concept. And somebody... Uh, um, responded on my on my vlog they're like yeah i do that because for uh, me and my wife we went to india i think and there was a lot of poverty and stuff there it's thailand right uh, and we took a lot of photos but i didn't want to remember the poverty uh, i wanted to remember the good i'm like well that's just, even just edit out the yeah, poverty. that's even more per- perverse in my mind yes. of like so you didn't well, you don't want to remember what it was actually like you just want to remember your perfect it's so just edit yeah edit out the poor people yeah f- you know 
Yeah. So it, I might do that in Paris. I might go to like the Eiffel Tower. Everyone takes that perfect photo of the Eiffel Tower. But in reality, when you're under the Eiffel Tower, it's a nightmare. There's people everywhere. There's people trying to sell you crap souvenirs. There's um, guys trying to like uh, rip you off or yeah. whatever. It's just so I think it's interesting for people who haven't been to those. Like I, I've been to and I've been to so many places now and done all that tourist stuff that I, I'm just tired of it. I don't want to do it anymore. It can be very hard, in a sense, to, to, to go and visit a country for just a couple of weeks and have the full-on authentic experience and really have a meaningful uh, personal experience. It's, it's actually very hard to, to, to do that. It's very difficult. And what happens is that, you know, in order to plan it, you end up looking in the guidebooks and stuff, and you, you know, how do you decide which things to see? You end up, you know, looking at the list of top ten places, and you think, well, I'd, we better go here. Because where else are you going to go? You, you know, the, the, the only That's other the times that you experience a genuinely meaningful uh, sort of uh, tourist, uh, you know, experience is when you're living in the country and it just sort of happens by accident. There'll just be one evening mm-hmm. where you end up being invited to some restaurant and you find yourself in some little courtyard or you find yourself in a in, in like the, uh, the back room of a restaurant uh, doing karaoke and you come out of the restaurant quite late, like mm. three o'clock in the morning and it's raining in the street and you're walking down a back street in a part of town that you wouldn't have gone to and you have one of those authentic little moments, yeah. you know, and you can't really you can't plan those. quantify it yeah. or plan it. Uh, it helps if you know people who, who live in the yeah, place. Yeah, I think that's the key really. I You know, we were going there for two weeks and it's so far that you want to go see the things that you're supposed to go and see, you know. And the, the, the monuments and the temples and all that kind of stuff were great, but it was just the, uh, I don't know, unless you get up at five in the morning uh, and see them on your, I don't know, just, it just the, the, the tourist experience ruins it for me. Yeah. Uh, because also, it's the, it's the worst part, it's the worst people of all humanity yeah. from every country combined into one area. So you see Americans that you hate, you see English people that you hate, you see French people that you hate, Spanish, you're just like, oh God. Everyone's it, acting like a robot. They're like zombies, aren't they? Yeah, to- 100%. And it just, it, it bugged me. So I, I, that part of the experience, it kind of, it did open, like it opened, I don't know, I, it's also the first time I've been like a tourist for for that amount of time in a place for like six years like yeah. I've, I've I've traveled a lot for work and things but you don't do the touristy stuff when you're going no, for work really. so it's uh yeah D- well tell me like uh, tell me one or two things that uh that really stood out I mean Koyasan was probably a nice little break from the tourist trail yep. a little bit but did you have any individual specific experiences that uh you think are memorable like a food experience <laughs> or something you know yeah. some little thing you saw having uh having a Japanese breakfast at seven in the morning uh-huh. it can be tough when you're a Westerner. What's a Japanese breakfast? Then? It's basically if you go to a Japanese restaurant for dinner, it's the same thing but for breakfast. <laughs> they just they eat the same thing for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I'm sure that's not true. I'm sure that it's not. It's for, uh, not for, true, for, it, for, for Westerners, it, it's it feels like that because it's it's not sweet at all. That, that you have like a miso soup in the morning, um, uh, Pro- like pickled onions and pickled vegetables, rice uh, with soy sauce, probably some some grilled fish, some grilled fish. It, it just like I you know us little Westerners are are are, are used to you know croissants in the morning yeah we're like children we're like children it's like i need jam i need chocolate in the morning i need little bread with butter yeah um so that was challenging a couple of times uh but it was fun and uh yeah i think the you know that in france in any case every japanese restaurant is basically sushi and over there it's very difficult to find a sushi restaurant well uh, in, in in the places that we were tokyo yes right 
but it, you have to really go out like it's it, you, there's, for every sushi restaurant there's probably about 30 ramen restaurants yeah um, yeah there's so many different types of food um that's right in paris it's true you know it's unbelievable really that every street in paris has got a pharmacy a boulangerie and a sushi restaurant yeah see it's really odd like yeah. so many sushi <coughs> restaurants here but in japan yeah it's not all sushi yeah we only we only, had, we only had sushi twice really and it was the two nights that we we're in tokyo uh-huh. Uh, we only spent two nights in Tokyo. How was how was the sushi there, by the way? Was yeah, it was good? great. Yeah, it was yeah. really good. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, we we didn't we wanted to go to like a, a a fancy sushi place, but they're all booked out because we were in we were in Tokyo on the weekend. So what we ended up doing was going to like a sushi train thing where you order it on wow. an iPad and it comes to you. <laughs> uh, and it was it was it was amazing. Wonderful. Did you go to the market by any chance? Did you go to ski- the fish market? Yeah, yeah, we did. But we we um we went. Uh, it was uh, later on, so it's like it was all closing up. We didn't because apparently you got to get up at three in the morning yeah. to go watch the auctions. Have you done that? Yes. Really? Yes. You gone to the auctions at like did, three in the morning? I went there years ago before it sort of. Um, it's different these days. A lot of the the fish uh, merchants have moved out and they've they've gone somewhere else. I don't know why. Like the for some reason, Skiji market's not the same as it used to be. Like, that's what I've been told. But back in two thousand and three, uh, I went there once with my cousin when he was visiting, and uh, we uh, went out with a couple of friends. And we went out for food and beers and we did karaoke and we stayed out all night. Oh, nice. And then at four o'clock in the morning, we headed off to Skiji Market and we turned up there before the sun had come up. And there's just like, just rows and rows forever. I don't know how many football pitches worth of size there, space there is, but it just felt like it went on forever. And just everything from the sea that you can imagine, just yeah. anything that's in the sea... Uh, you know, if you had been swimming in the sea, uh, that they would have eaten you as well. It's like that. Like anything that's alive and swimming in the sea, then they will eat it. And uh, so all sorts of things um, there. And yes, then there's one area which is like a big sort of walking walk-in freezer area, and there are rows and rows and rows of huge frozen tuna fish. Yeah. Um, and uh, they're doing an auction there, selling the, the tuna. And the tuna's been cut in a certain way. That I guess the innards have been removed, the gills have been removed, and you just get these huge, you know, huge uh, tuna bodies all frozen in big rows, and they're massive. And then there's, like, a guy uh, doing the auction, and he's speaking so quickly, apparently in a version of Japanese that even, like, ordinary Japanese people can't understand. understand. Wow. And they're just selling off all the bits of uh, tuna fish, and and yeah massive massive bits of fish like all sorts of stuff yeah we, we saw all the heads of the of the fish right because they were closing up but yeah we, we we were too we didn't have enough time to 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 lose a night or lose a day basically because once you do that then you can't really uh, whatever so we would have liked to do that but yeah it was again i think it's it, the the i was reading that it's become so touristy that they're going to move it and that and it's the same thing with barcelona now we uh, i i talked about it in my vlog a little bit there was a park like a park uh, which uh, gaudi designed right. and um it's called uh, barguel and you go there uh, I went there ten years ago. We went there uh, nine years ago, and you just walk up, and it was like this—the bench thing—and it, it, there's like mosaic benches that you can sit on. It's great. It's all changed now. You got to buy tickets. You have to come in on a certain time because there's too many tourists, and uh, they need to keep uh, the the they need to keep it 
reasonable in terms of degradation um so that there's so it's yes yeah, i don't know it's i feel I, I read the same thing about machu picchu in peru as well where yeah. the, it, it's at some stage that it's going to close like no one can go anymore because there's just been too many tourists and they're degrading all the parts and you know you again you see pictures of machu picchu i can't imagine what it's like in real life i think it's probably a nightmare yeah i think you know, they actually uh, have a limited a uh, number of people who can actually access the the park or the the area every year. I think in Machu Picchu, I'm not right. sure. Uh, we we were thinking of going there once, and we started to look into it and stuff, and we ended up going somewhere else. But um, yes, um, Machu Picchu. There's 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 like a trail that you have to mm. take to get there, and I think they you have to book your tickets to enter the 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 area in advance, and so right. they they try and limit the number of people who are yeah. going in there. There's just too many people on the planet now. Yeah. I think that's it. It's too many people, and there's too, it, uh, air travel is so accessible nowadays that there's too many people traveling, and so they, and that's why these tourist areas just end up being terrible now. Mm, yeah, there, there is an argument for just staying in, isn't there? Yeah, totally. <laughs> like just stay in uh, uh, and uh, close the curtains. Yeah, don't get sun. Like get keep the sun off your skin. Yeah, because that's bad for you yeah. as well, apparently. And just uh, use your imagination. Yeah, I, I I'm tired of traveling now. Really? Yeah, I, I and I think it's. I've just, I've just been, I've, I'm numb to it in the sense that when I was a kid, I was lucky to travel around with my parents, uh, living in different places, and then uh, with my job at Apple, I was traveling all the time. You know, six months of the year, I was in. You know, I was, I was in. You know, at some stage, I did like I, I've got a screenshot somewhere of the of my. Uh, I had a TripIt account, which yeah. is where you, when you get an email with all your itinerary, you send it to TripIt, and they automatically put it all in a, a nice format. And uh, I think it, that it tells you how many how many miles you've travelled. Yeah, how many countries? Like I think I'd been to like twelve countries. Uh, I'd taken seventy flights uh, in one year, and it was just it like. What I realise is that everyone's the same, really. We're, we, yeah, we've all got cultural differences, but everyone's, 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 everyone really behaves the same deep down. And you know, you go, you just see. It was just like in Japan, we went to in Kyoto. It was the first stop. We saw first time I saw a temple. I was like, "Whoa, this is cool." After the third one, I was like, "All right, cool, I get it now." Like it's a, it's a, te- and I'm sure it's the same thing when Japanese people come here and they see a church, they go, "Oh, that's a church. Oh, that's a, a cathedral. That's great, great." They're all the same. It's just a place where you go in. They've got tinted windows, and you walk around, and you do the tour, and you come back out, and you can't speak to each other. You know, a temple, the same thing. It's like great architecture. You walk in, you take your shoes off, you go around, you see all the panels, and then you walk back out. Yeah, uh, yeah, true. So I, I don't know. I, like I've become in, 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 you've you've become a little bit. Um, what's the word for it? Jaded. Yeah, jaded in terms of your your tourism stuff. In terms of your attitude towards being yeah, a tourist, a little bit. Like I just, I I just want to not go anywhere anymore. I just yeah. feel like staying put and then going on a holiday, like going to a beach where I don't have to do anything, where there's nothing to see or nothing to do, so I can actually relax. Uh, and well, yeah, that, that, like it's more tiring being a tourist than it is. <laughs> Working, traveling around. How long did you have in Japan? To fourteen days. Fourteen days, right? Tra- doing all that stuff in fourteen days. It's very intense and uh, yeah. exhausting, actually. I mean, yeah, wonderful and brilliant. Like uh, you know, you see so many cool things and stuff. But uh, yeah, oh, it's incredible. I'm glad we did it that way because one, it meant that we saw a lot yes. of Japan. Yes, and two, it, it made me realize how much I hate being a tourist. And it's not because I want to be different and be like, oh, you know, I'm going to be the anti-tourist. I'm going to be a traveler instead of being a tourist. I'm going to show up and speak to the people. I don't. Yeah, I love that concept, but I think it's just, yeah, I, 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 I have a difficult time um, being a tourist and and having my camera around my neck and going to see the things. And I reckon everyone does. I mean, surely you see. 
in Paris, walking around, you see those busloads of tourists yeah. from wherever they're from, like all sorts of places, and they are in a bus being driven around the town. You think, and you look through the windows. They can't be having a good. They can't time. be having a. It's like they might as well be watching TV, you know, just looking through the the screen. Exactly, it's the same thing, isn't it? That's the other thing, is that I think I've seen so much. Yeah. Or I had seen so much of Japan on video mm. that nothing really surprised me. Yes. Do you know what I mean? Well, I, th- I feel like, I have to say, with your experience, you just scratch the surface and, and yeah. the surprising stuff comes later. Yeah. The but sur- then how do you do that when you're, you know, like when you're traveling for two weeks to a place? Like if, you've, if, you're, if you live in China and you're flying to Paris or to France for two weeks, right. you're going to do all the basic stuff, like the level one stuff. You're going to go to the Eiffel Tower. You're going to go to the Sacré-Cœur. You're going to go to Bordeaux maybe and try some wine. Whatever. If you're doing a trip around France, you do that. And then... So, so then you, you, you do just scratch the surface, but so then you have to go back. And then, like, if I think if I was to go back tomorrow, I would, um, I would try and find somebody that knows, or I would do more, more personal guided tours of things. I think yeah. we didn't do, we just did it all ourselves. Personal guided tours is good. Um, just getting, getting off the beaten path mm. as much as possible, meaning just trying to avoid the top 10 things yeah. and try and find like the, the other little places but it's you know it's a question of how do you know about those yeah. things personal recommendations so many websites personal recommendations are good yeah doing lots of research online to find the hidden cool things yeah but then if they're online now they're not hidden anymore yes. that's the thing yes that's, that's right. the, it's it's really difficult to a- another another <laughs> idea potentially is to sort of intentionally get lost somewhere yep. so you just take off on foot somewhere or maybe you rent bikes or something and you just go off and you don't sort of you know the thing is when you when you go to the tourist attractions you take the bus or the the, mo- the quickest route to get directly to the doorstep of that place yeah whereas another idea could be that you just just walk through a part of town and just wander and get lost there yeah. and see where you end up but that's yeah that I th- but that's a risk because you might, you might walk- wasting your time yeah you might walk around the most boring part of yeah, town the boring business district which has got nothing and you're just like great I, and now I'm tired because I've been walking and, and I've wasted my time where I could have just got to the temple a lot quicker and like in Paris for example if you do that if you just turn up at the Gare du Nord and go for a walk the, there's a good chance you're going you to walk get stabbed. you're going to walk through <laughs> the shittest part of town yeah exactly Gare du Nord is next to uh, some of the worst parts of town which um so yeah it can be very difficult what people need really is sort of um personal recommendations and on the subject of personal recommendations paul yeah uh, do you have any personal recommendations for people visiting both paris and london uh well yeah i could go on i could go that's a whole episode in itself i think just a quick one a or quick two. thing um if you're coming to paris yes uh, i think the, the the biggest thing is as a as a, as a non-french person is just to have patience uh, understand that the the you know Paris is a very busy city with m- more people per square kilometer or square meter than most cities in the world. Uh, I think it's I don't know number five in the most densely populated cities in the world. Yeah, because the, the, the it's a small city and there's a lot of people in it. Every, it's not high rise, but every single street has got rows and rows of terraced uh, apartment buildings with six floors. Yeah. Every street's got six floors worth of um, apartments yeah. on it, and so yeah, it's very. So dense. It's much more dense than London, and so I think a part of that, the, the part of the problem there is just that people end up jaded. You can't, you can't not get angry and just 
hate humanity when you live in such small confines with people. Yeah. So if you're coming to Paris, be patient with the waiters. Just people, just if people are rude to you, just ex- you just got to accept it. It'll be annoying, um, but don't let it ruin your experience. Yeah, yeah. Don't be too shocked by rude waiters. You know, no. Um, don't worry about it. What else would I say? Um, I would say uh, on the subject of the Gare du Nord. So there are stations all around Paris. Yeah. There's obviously the metro stations and stuff, but also there are bigger stations that. Uh, connect Paris with other parts of France and also with the Gare du Nord which is the station of the north uh, that um, that connects Paris to London and many people will if they're tourists coming to Paris and they're visiting yeah. London as well many people will pass through the Gare du Nord and the Gare du Nord might be the first place that you arrive when you come to Paris um, and the Gare du Nord is not a good first impression no. um, it just happens to be not a very nice part of town I mean some people obviously live there and all that kind of thing and they might have a different uh, viewpoint but generally speaking it's not the most attractive area and uh, so it's a good idea to immediately move away from the Gare du Nord as area. quickly as possible yeah, <laughs> and, and, and if, you, if you're going to get a hotel uh, what many people do is they think well I want a hotel that's close to the station that's fairly cheap well if you get a cheap hotel near Gare du Nord it's going to be a really horrible place yeah um, so try and you know d- ignore the Gare du Nord move away from that area go to the west of that area head towards the sort of well you know the region that we're in now like the ninth arrondissement yeah I, I don't know like tr- yeah tourists will end up going to, to all the different spots which is cool like all, I remember the first time I came to Paris um was my wife she took me on a double decker bus tour i really recommend that actually in paris uh-huh. is the is the double decker bus it's super touristy however you get to see all the tourist spots um within two hours yeah uh if you take the multiple different lines don't worry about the photos no one cares about the photos you know when you take the photos you're not going to ever see them again and you're, yeah. you're never going to show your friends the photos so you don't you don't get on the bus to take the photos you just get on the bus to one hear the history yeah. and the links to those which is very cool um and two you get to see the city i mean it needs to be a nice day of course because uh, otherwise it's a little bit terrible but i remember in london in paris and in barcelona they had three tourist buses and they were great because you get to see the city and it's just places that you want to go back to for certain reasons like oh you want to go into a certain church church because there's a certain thing that happened there that interests you then you can go back there um but i i, I really recommend uh, the the bus I and mean, it can be a bit expensive but it's it's totally worth it they're hop um, on hop off aren't they yeah don't hop off though why not just stay on it for the whole thing i, I that's that's like my thing with a hop on hop off just hop on and stay on uh do the whole tour and then go back individually, like to the metro or to because the queues are miles long. Do, do, uh, do you have to hop on and hop off? Can you not literally? Just, can you not just step on? Like no, 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 it's illegal to step on. Really, you get fined. Yeah, um, so you have to literally jump on. It's not jumping. It's not stepping. It's a hop. It's a. It's a. Hop. It's. A, it's a. It's an in between a hop and a jump. So you have to like. A step you're and a not jump. allowed to use one of the. Le- you have to use only one leg and just boink boink hop on. You don't really. You don't really. Obviously, <laughs> some listeners are going. What? It's illegal. You have to hop. But uh, I, no, uh, that's no, just my just e- English sarcasm. Stupid, stupid, uh, sarcastic. Um, so but yeah, I think in, in London and in Paris, tips: take the tourist bus. Do that's the first thing you should do yeah. when you land. And you get to your hotel, drop your stuff off, go by, go to a, 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 a the, one of the double decker buses, and do the tour. Yeah, because you see the city quicker than any other way. Yeah, um, and, and then you, and then after that, you can kind of maybe with a map, you can be like, I like this area, I yeah. like that area, 
I'm going to let's explore that area and then you need to get on foot and walk around yeah. a bit. Take the map with you and circle it. Take a pen with you. I love this place. That looks like a cool area. Circle it so that when you get off the bus because then if you get off the bus you'll hang around the place and then when you try and get on the bus there'll be a queue and then you have to wait for the second bus and it all becomes a, a, a big a bit of a mess. So yeah. what I recommend is that you get on the bus uh, when you can and stay on it and in, and almost sometimes we've done it where we we get on the bus uh, and the seat isn't great. It's not, you know, you're so, you just wait for the for the perfect seat and then do the full tour. Right. It takes you like two or three hours and it's great. You get to see the whole city. I would recommend that for cities where they, there are landmarks. If you go to a city like Madrid, it's not as good because there's no landmarks really in Madrid. Madrid is a great city to visit, but not for its big bends, not for its Eiffel Towers, not for the things that, you know, it's not a visual... It's, you walk it and you see yeah. things and you go to a park, you go to a museum, that kind it's of the thing. It's sort of street life, isn't it? Um, yeah. And the sitting in the outside restaurants in the street and yeah. stuff like that. Um, okay, another tip I would give to anyone visiting Paris is um, you may have heard that Parisians are unwilling to speak English. Mm. It's not true. Uh, but there are certain rules. And the, what you must do is there's a code word there's like a password uh or two maybe two passwords that you have to use in order to unlock any french person in public and they're they're all locked they're locked they're like doors that are locked and if you enter (laughs) you enter the right password and they will open up to you and that password is bonjour okay (laughs) bonjour or bonsoir and if you say either of those words before anything else that's like the password that you need to enter into yeah. a French person's face to before they will be willing to talk to you. And so you should try, you should say bonjour. So anything, even if it's a person in the street, bonjour, um, can you tell me where the bank is, please? Yeah. Or, or bonjour. Uh, and then you can speak, honestly, you could probably well, speak English also, after that. Excusez-moi, it works. Like I've yeah, said, excuse yeah, I, 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 that's the, like, but, I, but Paul, I even think, excuse me, why you have to throw in a bonjour as well. Excuse me, why bonjour, and then you do it. You, honestly, <laughs> I'm telling you, yeah. you have to say bonjour, yeah, or bonsoir if it's yeah. after six p.m. Yeah, 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 yeah. The, the, the difficulty now is that because it's light at six p.m., people are confused. So I yeah. said, you know, because of course you get the Sebastian Marx. Yeah, which is just after. After six oh one, if you say bon, if you say bonjour and the other person says bonsoir, I don't know. I've never really. I think it's yeah. It's maybe more of a foreign thing. Like as a, as a as a French speaker, when I'm in a supermarket or something, I just go excusez-moi, je cherche. Yeah, well then you know all you need to do is go je cherche like the way you did, and they're like, well, it's fine. He's French. Yeah, maybe. But for me, um, I just I notice tourists a lot in the area where I live, <laughs> and they just go straight in with English. And that's a terrible mistake. That's a really bad first impression. French people obviously appreciate it a lot if they see that you're making an effort to speak their language. And but you know, regardless of that, there's that like speaking their language, making an effort to speak French a little bit, yeah. which will help. But as well as that, even between French people, you have to say bonjour or bonsoir mm. before. Uh, you you get anything else done. <laughs> uh, but yeah, you know, learn a few bits of French. And uh, and use them when you're talking to people in the shop or whatever, and they'll be a lot more friendly with you after that. So that you know, it's not that French Parisian people are unfriendly, although they can be, actually. But it's not as simple as that. You also know how to kind of unlock them. You need to know the cheat codes yeah. to be able to you know get the right response from a from a Parisian person. Um, 
and then well in terms of places to visit well paris is full of amazing places to visit we don't really need to go into that no it's, just type in things to see in paris yeah, and go to all yeah, of those yeah. and walk walk around a lot <coughs> that's, that's good yeah, yeah. Well, take the bus and walk uh the metro is not the most attractive i was thinking about doing a video yeah uh like paris in 24 hours or something like that yeah good idea or doing a series of videos like here's this city in 24 hours here's what you should do bang yeah, definitely uh what about london any tips um where, where would you where would you recommend people go and hang out in london any good places to visit i mean anything at all uh, where have you where have you enjoyed where do i go uh, covent garden i like the yeah. covent garden area yeah uh covent garden seven dials sort of area that's kind of a cool a uh, cool spot to go um, what about Covent Garden though? Because um, the th- the thing about certain spots in London, it can be very very crowded. Yes. So the thing about Covent Garden is that it's an awesome place, but th- it can be incredibly crowded, especially on a Saturday afternoon Oof, when yeah. you might be there. What you need to do is get through the crowds that you will experience outside Covent Garden Underground Station and in the sort of uh, main part of Covent Garden and move out into some of the side streets in that area. Yeah. And that's where you find nice little shops, nice cafes and pubs and things and wander around the side streets between Tottenham Court Road or Oxford Street and Covent Garden. Yeah. And that whole area there, like between Covent Garden and Oxford Street, there are some really good spots there and you get Soho as well, which is a nice place to explore yeah. on on foot yeah that's that's a good spot um avoid avoid oxford street i would just avoid yeah there's it nothing completely. in oxford street really for tourists it's it's a place where they got shops but you know what I, I i never understand in guides where it's like oh go go shopping in this area why would you go shopping if you're on holiday you've got a suitcase you're not gonna bring unless you go to america and it, things cost half the price but then you just go to an outlet store or something yeah. like that so i just if you're going to go shop why would you go shopping in london when you just go it's shopping at home because in in some places they don't have the shops they've got in london yeah you've got internet everything's available on the internet everything you can't not get any like if, yeah. if i want some green tea matcha kit kats which I brought back from Japan. You can buy them online. It's, it's just buy it. You can buy everything online. Don't waste your time going shopping. Some people just enjoy shopping. Yeah, well, they're idiots. No, I'm joking. <laughs> if you like no. buying things, you're an idiot. No. Yeah, if you like buying stuff, then yeah, go, go shopping. Uh, but yeah, but, the, but, but avoid, Garden, but avoid Oxford Street, especially Oxford Circus, mm-hmm. which is um, one of the most visited spots in London. And it's not worth it. It's just there's too many damn people. It's like Shibuya. Shibuya uh, Shibuya's got more appeal than Oxford Circus. Yeah, a little bit. Because Oxford Circus is not really that much to see, but Shibuya, uh, by definition, is worth visiting just because there are so many people there. Yeah. Like that moment when everyone crosses the yeah, road. I mean, that is an amazing thing to see. It's fun. Whereas Oxford Circus, it's not the same kind of thing. It's not like, wow, there's a million people in this place. Yeah. Instead, it's just like, no, I'm just, this is just really claustrophobic and awful. <laughs> and, That's because we're English. And we're not. We, 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 I don't think. I don't think anyone would want to go and visit Oxford Oxford Circus. Uh, the you know the fact that it's crowded is not a reason to go there. Yeah. Unlike Shibuya, which is you know it being crowded is quite a good reason to go there. Yeah. Um, Regent Street as well. Regent Street and Oxford Circus. These places are very crowded, and uh, you probably need to avoid them. But the streets, the little side streets around those areas, are really interesting. But you need to plan your route so you avoid. <laughs> don't wa- go to. Uh, don't go to Big Ben. Because um, it's 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 all it look it's got scaffolding all around it until 2021. So there's no point in going there. Um, If you're listening to this podcast in 2022, then go to it. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, But otherwise, don't. Very symbolic. Very symbolic. The Big Ben 
which is actually the name of the bell. Did you know yes, that? Yes, because it's called uh, St. Stephen's Tower. No, St. Christopher's Tower. The tower has, has got a name. I thought it was the Tower of Westminster. But, uh, uh, maybe. But I, Google it. Yeah. Hey, hey Siri. Uh, hey on. Siri, give me information about Big Ben. Big Ben is the nickname for the great bell of the clock at the north end of the Palace of Westminster in London and is usually extended to refer to both the clock and the clock tower. Shall I continue? Yes. The official name of the tower in which Big Ben is located was originally the Clock Tower, but it was renamed Elizabeth Tower in 2012 to mark the Diamond Jubilee of Elizabeth well, II. All right, there we go. Elizabeth. All right, shut up, Siri. <laughs> no, stop. When complete- All right. Shut up. Thanks, Siri. Uh, the, so, Elizabeth Tower. It was renamed Elizabeth Tower. Yes, it was renamed Elizabeth Tower. There you uh, go. Okay. Um, so, anyway, it's the, Big Ben is actually <laughs> the name of the bell that... Um, uh, it's this huge bell that goes dong, bong, bong. Well, it uh, starts off. That's that's just the bonging. But it, the, the actual thing is bling, 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 bong. And it's um, it's famous, of course. But at the moment, uh, it's not going bong because they're fixing it. Yeah, it's, it's not going bong, and it looks ugly because there's scaffolding everywhere. It's covered so. in scaffolding. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, Don't waste your time. Yeah, but I was saying it's very... Sim- take, a, take a boat, a river boat, though, from yes. Westminster. Yes. So do go there. Uh, to, to like somewhere like Greenwich. Uh, Greenwich is cool. A good, a good experience, yes. Take a river boat tour up the river to Greenwich and back. Um, and uh, a good walk that you can do is if you start mm. at Big Ben, you cross over Westminster Bridge onto the South Bank and you walk along past the London Eye all the way yep. round the to river. To Tower Bridge. To Tower Bridge. You go yep. past the uh, the Tate Modern and lots of other sort of iconic buildings. And you'll, you see St. Paul's Cathedral on the other side. You'll see St. Paul's Cathedral on the other side. You see the, the bridge from Harry Potter. You'll see the bridge from Harry po- Potter. Harry Potter. There's um, no T's in that. It, Harry Potter is spelled P-O-Gap-E-R. That's right. And uh, the Tower of London and lots of really cool things along the river there. Um, so that's a, that's a good thing to do. Walk along the river, along the South Walk Bank. Along. If it's a nice day, you'd want to go down at Hyde Park, innit? Yeah. Hyde, Hyde, Hyde Park. Park. Which was originally... Do you know why it's called Hyde Park? Nope. Because it was um, the, uh, the area or the spot where the first game of hide and seek was created. Say so what? <laughs> Shut up. Uh, no, it's not true. Okay, made up facts with Paul Taylor. Made up facts with Paul quite Taylor. Quite a good game. Yeah, quite a good game. Uh, so no, we don't know. Do you know what Blackfriars Bridge is called? Blackfriars Bridge. Is it because that's where back in the uh, the racist times, uh, that's where they used to torture the black slaves? That no, it's close. Well, it's not really close, but it's uh, essentially back in the back in the day. Um, uh, when fish and chips were made, they were made in a in a, a standard like steel fryer, okay. uh, inox, uh, whatever it's called, steel. I think it's steel. I don't oh, like know. like a sort of uh, cast iron. Yeah, cast of. iron like a fryer where Think. they used to fry the, the fish. Yeah. And then uh, this this guy decided that uh, it would uh, the the fish would taste better because obviously the color black uh, absorbs heat quicker than uh, reflecting it. So he tried it with uh, a, a fryer that had a black coating inside it. Yes. And so that's why it's called Black Fryers. Is, that, is this actual science? No. <laughs> it's all bullshit. <laughs> made, up, made up facts made with up Paul fa- Taylor. 
Why is um, why is St Paul's Cathedral called St Paul's Cathedral? It's called St Paul's Cathedral because um, what happened was is that I'm actually from the the, the past and it really? was named after me. Uh, but then not you know, before you. No, it, I mean it was built before me now. But I I time travelled and I I I. <laughs> you, you went back and you you ensured that Paul was a common name. Yeah. Uh, and because I, I, because I like shouting so much, what I decided to install in there was a whispering gallery. I see. Uh, you know, I'm, I always shout. I'm always angry. So when you're in St. Paul's Cathedral, you can whisper and somebody else can hear you, which is great. Because the way that St. Paul's Cathedral is designed is that you can be on one side of the cathedral and you can whisper and the uh, acoustics uh, carry your voice across to the other side. I reckon that was a complete accident. I think so too. And they're just making it seem like the, arch- the, 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 the it was beautifully designed. I think it was just a complete accident. It's just, it just happens when it's a circular room. Yeah, yeah. You know, sound carries around yeah. to the other side of a circular That's room. That's the other thing about being a tourist. Yes. Is that... Half of the stuff. Sometimes I was listening to some of the things or reading some of the stuff. I'm like, ah, maybe it was just an accident. How do you know? No one knows. Well, you mean like like uh, the history stuff is often just made up, or or it it's very dubious. Like some of the the the, the bits of history that you read in the tour guides. Yeah. Or it, it's kind of like a really unsatisfying one-dimensional story that they're telling yeah. you. And it's kind of like, come on. Yeah. You know, like they they omit the the. Um, grisly details and things yeah and it just becomes it's, it was similar to it, for me it was like learning English when I was doing when we did English at school we were, read like Shakespeare stuff and um, my English teacher would be would like break down a, a specific sentence I think it's part of the curriculum so I think everyone did it but it was like oh you know he wrote it in this way what do you think he meant by these words and it's like maybe he didn't mean anything did you ask him no so shut up stop trying to be so it's just a a a nice word but then sometimes yeah it could be true but then other times you're just like maybe it was just an accident maybe Mm. you put those words together it sounded really well yeah yeah like maybe he was just trying to come up with an entertaining story and now we're reading too much into it it's possible um i i've made up a story about hyde park oh yeah for uh my podcast it's uh it's in the it's in my app uh, it's only in the app. It's an app-only episode. An app-only episode. That's right. And it's like a stupid sort of um, adventure uh, fantasy story okay. set during the industrial period in Hyde Park. Right. I made the story I just one day. I was like, right, I'm going to do an app-only episode. I need to teach. I, w- I decided I would teach lots of ways of, of walking, all the vocab, like walk, stroll, uh uh, creep, uh, tiptoe, yeah. uh, pace, run, you know, all the different verbs for walking. And I thought, right, I'm going to need just a quick story to just demonstrate them all. And my quick story ended up being like a half an hour uh, <laughs> short story. Of course it was. And, it, and uh, I had lots of fun coming up with this, uh, with this narrative. And basically it's like this guy who used to be an industrialist has moved to Bayswater, which is next to Hyde Park. Right. And he's sort of enjoying this kind of uh, life of a bachelor. Um, and, you know, going into Hyde Park and going walking there and, and uh, picking up girls in, in the park and all this sort of thing. And then one day, he he meets a friend of his who's like a scientist and his friend is like you know saying oh there's something wrong going on in the park because there's all this fog everywhere <laughs> and it turns out the fog is like weird infected fog from from the factories because they're using some weird chemical right. in their factories and it's infecting the <laughs> it's infecting all the animals in the park and it's turning them all into animal zombies right and then and this guy's like but i've got the an- antidote to to turn them all normal again we have to go into the park tonight and hunt down the largest animals and fire these blow darts with the antidote into them so that they will uh, go back to normal and then, like, uh, um, you know, 
uh, they'll be saved. And so uh, it was so much fun coming up with like they were like there was a uh, a pack of wolves, mutant wolves. Right, that they have to track down and hunt. You just made all this I up. Just made all this shit on up. as you were going along. Not as I was going okay. along, but like that morning, I wrote it all down <laughs> and then just sort of edited a little bit and then just recorded it all. <laughs> And uh, I was like really, really pleased with myself at the end. I was like, "Wow, I came up with a, sounds like, incredible a, kind of an adventure story." And a d- like, new J.K. Rowling over here. Yeah, maybe Rowling, 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 Rowling. I don't know, but uh, yeah. So I haven't had any feedback on it at all. And that's, <laughs> <laughs> Is that because it's like one person with the app? I, I don't know. No, no. There's lots, lots of people using the app now. It's just that there's no comment section. Oh, so I don't know what specifically. Yeah. No one's written a comment on it, so uh, I've no idea. Now either that means that everyone who heard it was unimpressed by it or it just means that they haven't found a way to, to leave well, their thoughts. And that's, I mean, I that know. just that brings up a whole other conversation about the whole commenting thing. Yeah. Because, you know, back in the day, you when you watched a TV show... I was going to just say, so... T- I guess we will wrap up our uh, yeah. our tourist uh, in London yeah, tur- ad- yeah, advice. Yeah, yeah, was, we'll, we'll wrap that yeah, up in a moment. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, you you want to talk about commenting on things? Yeah, was, I mean, it's just a random thought of like you know, back in the TV shows, movies, and that kind of stuff. Yeah, there was you would watch it, and if you didn't like it, you didn't like it. If you liked it, you liked it. But that was it. There was no there was no where to comment. You couldn't comment on stuff. Well, what people used to do back in the day, bef- you know, when it was just television, is that people would be watching the TV and they would write letters. Yeah. Some people would actually sit down and write a letter of complaint to yeah. the BBC. Dear BBC, blah 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 blah. And the public would never see these things. Yeah. And but the guys in the in the TV studio yes. would receive all the mail, and I'm sure a lot of it was like really outrageous, racist stuff or or uh, deeply personal attacks on the presenters Probably, yeah. uh, and also all manner of outrageous complaints about I the think, programming. I think that people probably, unless they were really, you know, it's so easy to do that now. Whereas before you had to write a letter, you had to go to the post office, you had to buy a stamp, you probably bought the wrong stamps, you had to buy another stamp, you had to weigh the letter and then you had to send it, right. you had to find the address and you're, and then by that time you're just like, ah, it's not worth it. And now any idiot can just be like, I hate you on, yeah. on uh, social networks. Go back to your country, send... Um, so yeah, it's just a, a random thought. Well, do you about get that? Do you get some, do you get abuse? Um, you know, on YouTube, no. Like on my channel, uh, people are really lovely. Yes. which is a really weird. Somebody said that to me the other day. I can't remember who it was, but somebody said to me um, that yeah, the comments and like I've I, no, it was somebody on you. Somebody commented one of the co- comments on my on my channel was that yeah, it's really weird to see a, a channel where there's no one just being like just being random like it's an actual community of people yes who give me great feedback they they, they g- give me comments and uh, they talk it's just it's a there's no one there's no there are no haters in no there. on the preview on the with when we were doing what the fuck france uh there were really? i mean it's overwhelmingly positive but you know there was yeah. always go ah if you're not happy go back to your country did and uh, i remember once you got one that was made me laugh which is like just go back to your pedophile island yes yeah thought, that was my very first wow. one of my very first comments uh on the video when we did uh la bise the kissing in france um one of the very first comments i got through twitter was uh yeah if you're not happy go back to your pedophile island pedophile island yeah i thought it, it could be a tv show like a reality show <laughs> the name of a new reality show you know pedophile tonight island. at Tonight at 10 on BBC Two. No, it wouldn't be BBC Two. It'd be Channel Four, wouldn't it? Of course it would be. Tonight at 10 on Channel Four, Pedophile Island. But I don't know what the content of the show would be. And it's probably best that we don't no, ex- I think it, explore the possible no. uh, um, stories. It's that- just uh, pedophiles get put on an island and they get shot one by one. That's it. 
Then that's it? Okay. That's it, I think. All right, okay uh, then. Okay. So that's it. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm uh, not going to speculate more so about tur- that. So, yeah, tourists. Touristy stuff. I, yeah, that's it, basically. I think it's just... Um, uh, if you're going to a, if you're going to a place and you and you can you can do the touristy thing, then great, do it. Uh, but try and do other stuff as well. But I know it's I, it's a lot easier said than done because we failed at doing it in Japan. So um, you know, just um, on the subject of giving advice to to people going to London or Paris, I'm sure that I've got listeners who genuinely want like my proper well thought well considered advice if uh, for for visiting london it's one of the things that people ask me quite a lot so what we just did there is just sort of random randomly in a in a con- in the context of a conversation just made some some uh, gave some advice about visiting london but what i should probably do is a a proper epi- episode a proper episode where i really think about it carefully you won't no. though <laughs> i might <laughs> you, no, I, I might i might <laughs> you, i might I've, I, have you not already i'm surprised you haven't already done that one what, uh, what episode of what what you want to now what how many episodes 520 something that's outrageous yeah it's quite a that's lot so many quite a lot yeah i'm going for the 10,000 hours yeah each, each one is about an hour long so if i get to 10 no if I get to a thousand, that's a thousand hours. It's only a thousand. I'm only at five hundred hours. Um, yeah. There's a concept. I don't know. It was Malcolm Gladwell, the writer, who came up with it, who said that if you want to be brilliant at something, if you want to be successful at it, you need to do ten thousand hours. Um, you need to put in ten thousand hours worth of experience in order to be really good at it. I think is that right? Is that yeah? That concept. That's basically it. Yeah. If you do ten thousand hours worth of something. Uh, then that's when you become amazing at doing it. Right. I think I've done 10,000 hours worth of teaching. Have yeah. I? Have I? So if I do an average of, let's say, 25 hours a week of actual teaching time. You get the calculator often it's Often it's more. Sometimes it's less. But let's say 25 hours a week. 25 hours and a week. Let's say, I've been, uh, let's say I do, on average, I don't know. 40 weeks a year? Let's say 40 weeks. It's probably more. But let's say 40 weeks per year. Yeah. So what's that? 25 that's, hours times 40. 1,000. Uh, multiplied by 16 years. Oh, 16, so 16,000 hours. Yes, yeah, so I must have done about 10,000 hours worth of English yeah, yeah. teaching. Uh, that's, so that, does that mean I'm a master at English teaching? In theory. What about if I've just done the same thing for every, every hour like, with no improvement at all? Well, then you'd just be really good at doing that... Uh, that, that one hour. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay. Well, it's like, well, and that's the... the it's, like a, it's like a comedy show, isn't it? Mm-hmm. You don't do it for 10,000 hours, but you do it for enough where you go, okay, cool, I'm, uh, I'm sure, yeah. Well, basically, if, if you do something a lot, you get better at it. That's the idea. Um, we're going we're gonna to stop the episode here, Paul. All right, let's do that. Um, Okay, but uh, have you got time to stick around yeah. and do something else? Yeah. Okay, fantastic. Listeners, thank you very much for listening to this rambling conversation. Pow! And um, what did we cover? Your holiday? Yeah, what I've been up to, the holiday. been up to? Uh, tourist uh, tips. Tourist tips and things like that. Leave your comments in the comment section of this episode. Find uh, Paul's vlog, YouTube, Paul Taylor. Uh, vlog number 12 should be the one that we recorded today up yes. here on the on the on the rooftop here uh, and you can leave your comments there too subscribe to Paul's YouTube channel yeah subscribe subscribe and share it and do all that kind of stuff uh, what else um, that's it just be great just be great generally in your life be today be great be great and I'll speak to you again soon ready to say goodbye yeah alright everyone goodbye bye 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 Hello, hello, hello. <laughs> they can't say hello again.
Goodbye, goodbye, goodbye. <laughs>
and then when you visit an area that you like you can hop off and uh, wander around visiting the area and then uh, when you're finished doing that you wait for another tourist bus to come on and you hop on that one so the hop on hop off variety these kinds of buses operate in lots of cities including london and paris and they have no roof so it's much better it's a much better experience because you feel like you're you're part of things more unless it's raining of course and you might get wet but generally the open top buses kind of give you a, a really good views of the city and they tend to visit all the best districts and you know you can see all the sites and that can be a good way to get an overview of the city in a day or maybe in an afternoon or something and you know that can just be a good way to help you identify areas that you'd like to explore later on foot and that's right it is on foot you explore places on foot you don't explore them by foot yeah, that's right. You go on foot. You go by everything else. Go by bus, go by car, go by bike, go by camel, go by helicopter, go by time machine. But you go on foot. Uh, another thing, if you like the sound of my Hyde Park adventure mystery story that uh, I mentioned, you know, the one with the zombie animals in the 19th century. Um, if you like the sound of that story, you can find it in the Luke's English Podcast app, in the app-only episodes category. It's called the Hyde Park Mystery, and with that episode, you can also uh, learn about 50 different verbs to describe ways of walking. And I believe that includes words like hop, which came up in this episode, and wander. Uh, That's wander spelt W-A-N-D-E-R, which I think also came up. Hop obviously means to walk on one leg or sort of jump up and down on one leg. That's to hop. Um, And wander means to walk around with no particular destination. For example, when you're exploring a new part of town, you just hop off the bus and wander around uh, the area. You know, you might come across nice little shops and cafes. You wander around for a bit and then you hop back on the bus. So uh, that's wander with an A, not wander with an O which is a common mistake that I see quite a lot. Wonder with an O, that's W-O-N-D-E-R. That means to think about something. Hmm, I was just wondering. I was just wondering, how do I, um, you know, how do I download Luke's English Podcast app? Hmm, just wondering, W-O-N-D-E-R. And to wander around the city is W-A-N-D-E-R. Okay, right, just wanted to clear those things up. Thank you so much for listening to the episode. And, uh... I think that's it, isn't it? Yeah, that's it. All right, then. Good. Uh, I'll speak to you again on the podcast soon. But for now, I'll just say goodbye. Bye, 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 bye. Thanks for listening to Luke's English Podcast. For more information, visit teacherluke.co.uk. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.
If you enjoyed this episode of Luke's English Podcast, consider signing up for Luke's English Podcast Premium. You'll get regular premium episodes with stories, vocabulary, grammar and pronunciation teaching from me and the usual moments of humour and fun. Plus, with your subscription, you will be directly supporting my work and making this whole podcast project possible. For more information about Luke's English Podcast Premium, go to teacherluke.co.uk slash premium info.